was there was a guy, uh, a, a psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever, in the beginning of AA who wasn't an alcoholic, Henry Tebow, and he studied alcoholism. Okay, he's quite interested in how people could uh, get sober from this seemingly hopeless state of mind and body, and he he came to the thing that they needed a surrender, yeah. They needed a, a surrender. Something had to happen that would there would there would be a, the system would sort of collapse in a way, yeah. And he believed, and it was an unconscious event. It wasn't something, yeah. It was just something happened, and then there was a and then if it was strong enough, then it would gain traction. But there was a lot of people who would have the experience of surrender, but it didn't have enough oomph to last here in this dreaming, yeah? In this place of time and space. It would just go back to the same old, same old. So we'd have to have a sufficient enough whack, or let's say battery life, to provoke some change that could stabilize here, or could get established. So for me, that thing, Though in hindsight it was unbelievable because I never had a strong thought or feeling about using or drinking ever again so far to this day, almost 32 years. That's a pretty damn good solution to that situation. But I, I humbly believe that if I didn't have a way of life, it could have dissipated like all the other peak experiences and great revelations that occurred. So I, I, I got the two, like the two package deal, you know? The whack, but then a way of life for the whack to sort of gain traction here. And I find uh, usually there's one of the or the other is lacking in a lot of people. They haven't. They're not. They have. They're not convinced that they're not managerial quality. They still think they got game. They still. They're still relying on self. They're still completely identified as that. I mean, and or and. They, they, and they're in a way of life, or they've had the surrender and they have no way of life, yeah? It goes two ways. You can have the surrender, this is what's happening now. I mean, people are getting rebooted, seemingly, through hallucinogens, but you can't do that every fucking day. I mean, you can't have a ceremony every day. <laughs> it wouldn't be called a ceremony. Ceremony is usually a... You know, an infrequent event, it's not like every day, yeah? So, but they keep, so they get that, but then here, it doesn't seem to have the legs to withstand the situation here, it doesn't. I mean, I've given talks, and people, uh, is this on? Yes. No, people, they get it, they get it, but they can't gain traction with it here. The, this, the, this manufacturing of here overwhelms the appearance of a person. Yeah. yeah? If there's a lot of, I've seen, uh, there's a couple people I know who uh, are from Pakistan. I don't know, no, I don't want to do that. I'll cut that out. That'd be personal. But, so, that's why satsang is nice also, for the message that we also share, because to keep hearing the same invitation, 
is always heard or, or it can be taken different ways, you know? It's just like, just like when you read a living book, you get a lot out of it. Oh, I thought I understood this, and then you read it a year later, and you go, wow, or you read it another year later, oh, wow, yeah. And so there's, there was a lot there, but we couldn't mine it based on yeah, the conditions of whatever you want to call this, yeah? So the conditions prevent a lot of the, the retrieving of the gold, so to speak, out of the information. Yeah, it just, it's limited, not because it's not in the book, but it's because of the person who's extracting it from the book. Yeah. Yeah. And then some people, well, I don't want to get into that, that's an opinion, but then some people think that the amount of gold they've extracted is the only, that's it. That's the gold. There's no more gold. That's it. But there's always more being revealed. Yeah, like it says in A Vision for You in AA. This power will constantly reveal to you more shit. That's what it will, because what you tapped into is not a, a, a finite quantity of gold. Yeah, it's mind, infinite, unbelievable. So we're the one that put a like a lid on it, so to speak. And basically, the influence of what this represents, like this idea of Paul as an action figure. The influence of that, if that which we are is taking itself to be this, is almost insurmountable here. It's not gonna, you can get a super whack and it will dissipate. Yeah, because the, the slogging of, the, of this, yeah, of the dreaming, and it's like dreaming in slow time. It's like everything's thick in molasses, you know? You know what I mean? Because everything can just be, you know, just, it just gets bur it gets burdened down from all the all the interpretation and stuff. It's difficult for it to withstand if, especially when mind is identified as it, because now mind is in the identification as this gives this a whole lot of meaning, yeah. And in a way, you could see this as yet yeah, this is the deterrent to that which you are, which is an impossibility in a sense, but here it seems to be happening. Like, how you are is gonna determine uh, the possibilities of what you are, in a way, here, yeah. So the satsang, for me, is just every, you know, you just, it's like, there's nothing new. We never say anything really new. We say it in new ways, but we never, the same feeling has been generated since we started giving talks years and years and years ago. That's the imprint. You just wanna, it's like taking a little, a, a, a naked electric wire and just sticking it into the system so that the shock may reverberate to what you are, yeah? And it gets a little tingle and then it, oh yeah, I'm not that. So then you'll see, wow, how subtly a lot of meaning has been given to false assumptions, perceptions, <coughs> thoughts, and then suddenly it retracts some of it. It just goes, hey, wait a minute, you know? And it's like, you're like, you're, you're seemingly a little bit into the glove, and then it goes, oh, wait, wait a minute. <laughs> wait a minute. I don't care to let it get all the way because then it will be the glove trying to get out of the glove. Wait one minute. <laughs> and so 
there's a pulling up, and because here it's drawing stuff, yeah? it draws attention and interest. Yeah, the day-to-day -day stuff draws a lot of attention and interest, as identified as this. Yeah, so just to bring a little leavening agent, because the biases, it, it's all about you. Everything is pertaining to you. Yeah, if you looked at people as X-rays energetically, you would see there's an orbit, like very, very tight orbit of attention and interest where some of it goes out and meets other people, but there's a real groove of orbit of attention and interest being about you. That's what you're not, it's, it's there. So in recovery and stuff, we have manipulated ways to pull that attention away from that orbit, because its habit is to be in that orbit. And that is by doing service or going to meetings and listening to other people speak. And so you get to, you'll get an experience of what it's like not to be the object of all the attention and interest, yeah. which is quite relieving. Yeah? Now, you can't set out not to be the object, because that would be interest and attention to the object once again. But you have the sense of being pulled away. Not the, the attention and interest gets pulled out. And in that pulling out, the experience here is you feel better. You feel bigger, you feel lighter. Yeah, you can't put your fingers on it, and you don't know what's producing it, but that's really what it is. When that hovering attention and interest lifts, that the object itself feels better. Yeah? It feels better without that much interest and attention. It does better also. Your health does better. <laughs> A lot of things do better with when you can pull out, pull some of that interest and attention that's habitually going around this object, yes? But see, when we set out to do that, that's more interest and attention. This is the dilemma. The dilemma is self can't get out of self. That's the big dilemma in, in any form of recovery. Any form of trying to get out of the problem that's producing or seemingly producing the irritability, restlessness, and discontent, that problem has its own defenses, which is you'll be identified as being the one that's in the problem, and you'll be identified as being the one that wants to get out of the problem, and they're both products of the problem. That one is a product of the problem. This is what Einstein said, you can't seek a solution from the source of the problem. The system that's producing the problem can't be the, what you look for a solution from. Yeah? That's why in AA they knew the problem was mental, so they call it a spiritual condition. But in what there's to me, and this is my opinion, they're just, they're just doing an anti-mental take. They're just trying to say it's not mental, so let's call it spiritual. Because the spirit is in inherently so. It's not a condition. You don't have a spirit's condition. It's a sp it's spirit having conditions. You could say it maybe that way, but you, that you don't have a spirit's condition. The spirit isn't conditional, it just is, yeah? So they were just trying to say something other than mental. So the mental, the mind, the mental process is where the problem resides. You can't use the mental process to get out of the mental process. 
And what, how, did, what, how did they f- finally frame that by trying to do it for years? Self can't get out of self. Some of them came to the conclusion, you can't get, I can't get out of me as me. And then you'll see the attempts of trying to get out of me and me framed as recovery were quite similar to the attempts of trying to get out of me as me when I was doing drugs and alcohol. It was the exact same modus operandi. It was different effects, different this and the different effect, you know, costumes, you know, leather jacket tattoos now, you know, fucking whatever, jogging gear. But the same thing, it was self trying to get out of self, really, because the root of the whole magic trick is not you're in some terrible place that you have to get out of, yeah? If that was the case, you could be successful. If, this, if, the, if my problem was this room, I could leave this room. And then I would expect that I would get relief from the problem, yes? If I finally got it, oh, I got it down, it's this fucking room. If I just leave this room, I'm going to be doing great. And then you leave the room, and you don't really do that great, yeah? But you'd like to be right about that, so you oh, I think I'm doing much better. But you just do a dot saying it's the room. That would be fine if it was the room, you could leave, but the problem here is you. The you that wants to get out of the you is the you that you want to get out of. You see it? It's a it's just a it's just there. And so what happens, and I've seen I've seen the edges of the system I have through drug addiction. I I came to the conclusion that maybe if I could produce a near-death experience by shooting a large amount of cocaine, there would be a point when my body was finally dying that I would be still there and I'd be free from the, that self. I really believed it. It was like a religion to me. And I was willing to put my life on the line. Yeah, shooting up and going into convulsions with the hopes that I'd have that moment of freedom. And I'm telling you, you can't get out of what you're not in. And especially as what you're in. <laughs> you're definitely not going to get out of it. Yeah? So self can't get out of self. So the system, if you look at all your behavior, you can root it down to its, this, the primary aberration of what we're relying on is it doesn't understand self can't get out of self. It will just keep trying. Yeah? And if every time it doesn't work, it just changes vehicles. So first it's reading fantasy, then it's drugs, then it's spirituality, then it's back to drugs, yes? It's just trying to get out of itself as itself. And then there's some people that have come in life and tried to lay this information on us and attempted to say, hey, listen, whatever can, can be perceived can't be perceiving. Yeah. So whatever can be perceived can't be perceiving. Yet in the narrative that I'm listening to all day, the thing that can be perceived is assumed to be that which is perceiving. Just look at your own, listen to it. When there's, this, when there's the awareness or cognizance of consciousness or something, seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, 
the mental state attributes that to the body, that you're the one who's seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting. Yes or no? Yes. So this great master went right to the first square. It doesn't, uh, you're going to learn how to become a master of fucking multidimensional chess? No. It just went to the, the whole schematics of the game, and it just, it just negated all our little like boots and Eiffel Towers off the, the game board. Whatever can be perceiving, whatever can be perceived, cannot be perceiving. You know, if you want to have a, like a spiritual life, have that as the first six-year retreat. Just listen, hear that, and then your whole life is your retreat. You'll see that the thing that you're listening to most of the time, or there's a listening to, I'm not saying it's you listening to it, there's a listening to it, that thing that seems to be the GPS, its whole premise is off, if you take the view of a great Zen master. The, its whole premise is that which is perceiving is that which is perceived. <laughs> that which is thinking is that which is thought about. <laughs> yeah? And so where do you want to, you want to go to like, uh, you know, fucking get a master's degree? That's the last thing you need. Just see the nuts and bolts. See? Do you, do you really think what happens on particularly today has huge influence? It's, on, it's the theme of everything. The theme of everything. The assumptions that we take to be so color the whole experience. Color all the perceptions, all the back and forth, all the, all the colors have been painted in. You have a very little limit. Yeah? I, don't, I can make it less yellow and shit like that. But basically, we're living through a prism glass. We're seeing through a prism glass, yes? This is the rude awakening of spirituality. You realize what you're not, yeah? And that what you're not has been taken to be you since your head got going, yeah? And then hopefully, hopefully, that rude awakening will open up other possibilities. That's how it works, yeah? First, you've got to be weaned off the old fucking possibilities, yeah? Because all the old, if the old possibilities are in place, that you're a thing, that you're this and that, then all the new possibilities you're trying to get are going to be tattooed by the old possibilities. Whatever comes into your field of possibility will be tattooed. Its expiration date, its limitations will be tattooed by the possibility you're entertaining already. The possibility that you're a thing, or you're the doer, or you're the have, or all this. It's insanity. Yeah. We've, we've agreed on a basis of insanity, and we're trying to get less insane. <laughs> as the basis of insanity. Really. We're trying to get out of that which is insane as that which is insane. Now, I used to give shares about things, other things, and you could go off on tangents, but really, that was put a stop to in me when this dawned on me. Because I humbly believe, and it hasn't been corrected ever since, that if you don't see this, you're going to be looking from it. If you don't see the fabrication, you're going to be taking it to be your house. 
And then if you're living from that house, that house of cards, and you're never going to, it's very rarely are you going to be able to question the foundation that whole house is built on. You'll just try to fucking, you know, block the wind, whatever. You'll just constantly, constantly keep working on the house of cards. It's a house of cards. As Jesus says, you're building a house on sand. You know, you need a sound foundation. Just see what's going on. It's not difficult. Yeah. Listen to the head. Does the head assume when it notices seeing that it implies a seer, that I'm the seer? Yeah? And therefore, all day, all the seeing that goes on is being used to imply the one seer. All day. You don't see. You, why do you think there's time? Time is the transcender. Time is the reinforcement. Time is, in time, something that isn't so can seemingly be so. It can appear to be so to what is, yeah? Through time, impossibilities can seem to be possible, yeah? The impossibility that you're separate seems completely possible, yeah? That you're a thing, that all this worry and concern is truly, totally appropriate for the lack of time you're really going to live, like 80 years. So all the incredible obsession and concern concerning this object, yeah, of life filled with it, and the object lasts maybe 80 years, as if it's a real uh, disproportionate event. <laughs> you, know, you know what I mean? It's, a, it's just a, something's off there. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> take care of yourself, you will, probably even better. <laughs> but, but you have to, enough, you know, you're not, you know, you're going to leave just as you came in with nothing. <laughs> I mean, I would start looking for nothing <laughs> and see what that is, <laughs> because the some things are obvious. <laughs> What's nothing? What's, what is no thing? Yeah. Does it have any possibility of being the dominant fucking basis here? I'd say so. I'd say everything comes out of nothing. <laughs> nothing doesn't have to worry. There's no expiration date on nothing. It doesn't run out. There's no, you can't, you can't extract anything more. You can't put anything in it or it wouldn't be nothing. So, yeah, it's beautiful. It's a beautiful resource. The unsuspecting one, I, I believe. The uns and I don't believe it's an inner resource. I believe it's an inner, outer, contextual resource. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, so in AA, in the AA parlance, how I saw the things is I truly believe what we're listening to and are relying on most of the day, and I'm not defining what's listening to it, but the listening to of what we're listening to, it, if you're in if you're in memories or thoughts or the narration or the interpretation of perceptions you'll find that they're all in the act of being identified as self that's what they do yeah so all this, the memories are memories of you as a body mostly yeah your future worries is another way of remembering yourself as a body now, because you picture yourself as being, as being worthy of being worried about as a body in the future, yeah? 
So if you go into memories, the memories picture you as a body. Yeah. Yes. All right. So if there's reliance on that system of memory, you're going to assume you're a body, obviously. Yeah. With the experience all day of subjectiveness coming through, but the subjectiveness will now be claimed to imply the bodiness. Yes. So there's a big mixture of subject-object. The subjectness is attributed to being from the object. Yeah. Mm. Why would you want to go to the 50th fucking bracket of the equation? Just go to the primary number. The mathematics, the mental mathematics are off because the primary number is one. How about just seeing that you're not that one and then the primary number will be zero? Maybe math will work a lot out better for you now. It'll work out a lot better. Not a work lot out better. <laughs> I don't know. That's my humble, my humble uh, offering, seriously. Because uh, I've been the observation of the effect of entertaining these ideas. Yeah, I've traveled lighter for many, 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 many years now. Really, uh, in spite of myself, completely in spite of the self, really. Yeah, so, <laughs> and if you looked at my behavior when I was out there, you would see I was a very uh, restless, irritable, discontented condition, because I would do almost anything not to feel what I was feeling. I would pay any consequences tomorrow not to feel uncomfortable now. What's happened? Something changed. Yeah? Something changed from one day to another. Yeah? And it stayed changed for 30-something years. And in, the, in that peace that it provided to the action figure in the life, the mind could lift off and entertain other possibilities. Yeah? It had ability. When this was like, you know, not worthy of surveillance, I wasn't fucking doing anything anymore. You know, keep an eye on him. I wasn't doing skin as shit. Yeah, the mind that seemed to have been occupied with this event lifted off more. It could lift off, and then in that lifting off, it understood serenity and new peace. Yeah, and then what happens is it can come back and tell others, "Hey, see, you know the problem from the solution. You do." When you get real relief, you'll know why you weren't seemingly getting relief. You will. That's part of the equation. You don't just get the relief. You get, a, you get like a reverse engineering. It tells you why it didn't seem to be available. Yeah. And so it's sort of like being in that movie theater and you can never see the movie because there's a big head in the way. And then it's finally revealed it's your fucking head. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. And so how can you move, you know, that would be your big head in the way. So you realize, hey, wait a minute. I don't have to get out of self. I just realized I've never been in this self. Yeah? Mm -hmm. What? Yeah. I don't have to get into the moment. It's impossible for me to be out of the moment. I mean, I can't be out of the moment. I am the moment, basically. Without me, everything doesn't go off. <laughs> I am that, yes? Yeah, so you see it's such a bizarre world because many of us in recovery are trying to get out of something we really believe we're in. That's why the out is a bigger part of the in. Yes? When the trying to get out is reinforcing the in, that ain't out. You're not getting anywhere, really.
Yeah. So here, you see, realize, hey, I'm not in self. Yeah. It's just selfing. It's just that it's. Uh, it, if you see it, it's amazing. It arises now, but assumes it's been historically here. <laughs> That's what it does. It's sort of like Paul parachutes into the moment, and what it comes with in, the, in its little knapsack is a story of Paul's been in every moment. <laughs> Just parachutes meets, oh, I, you know, it's, it's, <laughs> and not only that, it does, and you will be in every moment. It's amazing. It really is. It's, and it's fast in time. We're really, uh, you know, we're starting on a delay. The interpretation of what's happening takes time. And usually many of us are established in the interpretation, which is we're of time then, yeah? And what we're of is not of time, but we are of time as what we're not. So we're missing the immediate, you know, the seeing, hearing, feeling, tasting, touching, because the head takes a second to claim it and write a story about the seer seeing, the hearer, the herd. Yeah, that takes a little bit of time. So you're off. So you start, you start after what is. Yeah. And because and this can never get back there, because in a sense, this is an imagination of this. This doesn't have to come get back. This just sees it's not that. <laughs> and then it's never moved. It never has to arrive back. It's never been lost. It's never been exiled. It's never, I've done so many terrible things. I'll never, it, all that bullshit is seen through. Yeah, because you're not that this finally got good enough to make the fucking magical leap back to where it never left. <laughs> it's just that you see you're not that. And then <laughs> from its story, where you are is the goal it may want to arrive at, but you're already there. Yeah. You've never left. And so it's making it a goal. All it does is reinforce it. So now you've seen what you're not, and more will be revealed, to tell you the truth. And then hopefully you'll just get a sense, a working sense, that you're the seeing of what you're not. You're the seeing. And uh, then, you know, there's a living description of what you are, and it's verb. You're a verb. Just sort of like if we always use the example of going to the Colorado River or the whatever, Uber River or whatever, and then you get a, a glass of water and you go home and everyone comes over and says, oh yeah, I got some Colorado River. But see, you didn't, you missed its essence, which is the riverine, yeah? You got the water, it's stagnant, but you don't capture the Colorado River because it's the riverine, yes? Yes, yes, now, this is what it's like. So now, a description that you're giving everything all the meaning it has, that seems to be true, that, uh, you know, the dreaming of this dream, you're in the act of forgetting that, and in that act, everything you're dreaming has now been given the ability to affect you. Wow, sounds like my day here. That's Paul Hedeman. It sounds like a perfect description of what happened. We're the dreaming, the dreaming, dreaming of this dreaming. Yeah? We forget that. All right, so what's the mechanism of forgetting that you're the dreaming as the dreaming? 
I would like to add that I believe it's the act of being identified as the dreamt. Yeah? So the dreaming now takes itself to be the dreamt. In this condition, everything it's giving all the meaning to, yeah, it has now given it another meaning to. All of this can affect me. Yeah? So it's giving everything all the meaning it has, and from here it now gives all this shit the meaning that it can affect it. And Course in Miracles would try to negate that by saying your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. Invulnerability isn't earned or acquired or achieved, it's inherent. Of spirit, nothing lands, yes? So basically, you're untouchable in a sense. So he's talking, he's trying to imply that by saying your attack thoughts are attacking your invulnerability. Would invulnerability, uh, if, would invulnerability be afraid of attack thoughts, knowing that they're attacking its invulnerability? Of course not. Exactly. You see? You'll see things in a new light and then just follow the light. See where it takes you. So I found humbly that there's the act of being identified as what you're not that now takes the place of the starting point, and we look at life from that point of view. It's called self-centeredness, and we see everything as how it pertains to these assumptions that we're believing. And the assumptions should be questioned. Check them out. They, why would you want to be beholden to a system that's not, there's no, its effects seem quite hostile, yeah? This is the dilemma I found. See, if you look at alcoholism as a parasite, it knows that it's very hostile to the host. Yeah? It knows the host, with any sense of being two levels above a coconut, is going to try to throw that fucking parasite off, because it's not beneficial for the host, yeah? So what does the parasite do? It concocts a great strategy. It convinces the host that it's the host. It convinces, when you're listening to the parasite, you're thinking you're listening to you. <laughs> That's how it does it. So now it lives off of you for fucking years, takes you on these fucking... You go to places called pitiful incomprehensible demoralization. And is the parasite thrown off there? No. The parasite has a story of being the one that was in pitiful which leads you to get loaded again and then end up again in another, even deeper level of pitiful and compromise. It's never fucking ending. You know, it's sort of like that. If you don't see it, you'll be feeding it, really. Even the wanting to escape it is feeding it because you're gonna try to get out of self as self. Yeah, it doesn't give a shit about it. Go ahead, it loves that. <laughs> try, try to get out of self. You think it's worried? The parasite has complete hold of us. It's adapted to the new way of life called recovery, but it's still up to a lot of fucking shit. Producing a lot of drama. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. So. I feel the exact nature of the wrong is the act of being identified. Do I believe there's really a wrong here? No. But I'm just saying, if we're looking at it as that, that to me is the, uh, what, what causes everything else to seem to be so is that seeming to be so, really. So if you see what you're not, and it's easy to see it, yeah? Because where does any thought ever being noticed 
really uh, have a direct line to the idea of being thinker. You don't, really. Yeah? There's just an assumption that's been built in us that when there's a noticing of a thought, it implies there's a thinker. The thinker is a thought itself. Yeah? And if you look at people share about feelings, they'll share a lot of times, oh, I didn't want to feel that. See, this is very, very, it's very, very uh, revealing. So, all right, a feeling was noticed, and then the head that says it's the feeler came after the feeling and had an opinion. I didn't want to feel that. You see? You see it? One example shows its whole position. It wasn't there at all when the feeling was occurring. It came after the feeling, and, but it implies that it's the feeler, which implies that it was before the feeling. This is what frustrates people. They think, if I'm the feeler, why am, I, why am I not feeling what I want to feel all fucking day? Why am I getting bushwhacked by fucking unseen rogue feelings? I would think if I'm the feeler, and I work really hard to work, to, to mass, you know, to make the feeler the best feeler it can be, I would feel only good fucking shit. But no, that's all an idea after the event of feeling. <laughs> that's why the dilemma is powerless. You're assuming a position of power which you don't have. That's why the admittance of powerlessness is the source of power. The admittance of powerlessness is lo losing, losing faith in the system. That's what it is, really. You're losing faith in that which you have a lot of faith in. And then that faith illuminates things you weren't seeing. That release faith starts, maybe it will land on what's actually worthy of faith. And what it will provoke in you is an ease and comfort. Yeah? You'll be able to travel lighter in this world. Which are miracles, literally. But they're not, they're not shouting miracles. They're quiet. You're just awake to being awake. Yeah? You're awake that no matter what my head says after the awakeness, it can't preclude that I'm awake. <laughs> No matter how unawake I seem to be to my mental interpretation, it doesn't move, it doesn't change the inherent awakeness. So, would you want to just keep pledging allegiance to finite ideas or resting in the infinite? I don't know. It just seems to be, I'd rather trust something infinite rather than finite self, which is what we say in AA. Perhaps there's a better way, trusting something infinite rather than finite self. There you go. <laughs> what happens when your head tells you you've, you've totally left but then somehow you seem to do another things and then you're back there you never left it's it's idea of you being exiled and then you having to huh, huh, you know it's all made up it's all it's just z zillions of narratives based on the story of Paul <laughs> you can wear it looser. First of all, they don't last. This is going to perish in like 80, 90 years. <laughs> Why wouldn't you have a sense of what's always so? I don't know. It just makes sense to me. So, yeah, that's the. Oh, it's nice to meet you. I have to go back to my AA Oh, good, yeah. <laughs> I don't commit. Oh, good, bro. Take it easy. Thank man. you very much. Oh, yeah. I enjoyed it. Fantastic. All day. Happy See you, bro. Travel well. Yeah. There you are, my friend.
Now that tuning fork could just vibrate long enough to get into the AA community. <laughs> and then oh, ding, 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 ding. Yes, please, please. Let's, let's all entertain the possibility of traveling later. Not as that, but from that. <laughs> Because it's a fool's errand to thinking you're going to get it. It's just not. It's just way too. <laughs> I mean, we like this uh, oat milk called Oatly. Yeah, I'm doing an advertisement for them. And then Oatly, I've, now I've learned, is pretty uh, skittish. They sometimes, they don't have, they can't fulfill any orders. So then there was a scarcity of Oatly. So I don't like coffee with anything other than Oatly. So I'm looking around and I'm going places I don't like to go to, Target or Safeway. And then, but I was reluctant, even though the message was, no Oatly, bro, chill out. <laughs> but I refused to accept it until the last Safeway, which I don't like. And then of course no one helps you. So I walked the whole expanse to find the, the uh, soy milk area. The whole, and you know, they had like four, and I realized, fuck it, that's it. Life without Oakley. <laughs> I'm reading the indications. I'm not gonna, you know, just go with the fucking flow. Yeah, you know what I mean? <laughs> now, it doesn't seem like much, but if you, if you're alive, instead of 30 going to doors that are never gonna open, it got brought down to four. That's fucking cool. Yeah? It gives you a lot of space that was occupied by going to Safeways and Costco's and everything like that. You now, hey, so in a way, here you can even see. See, here perfection progresses. That's what's trippy. The, perfect, the perfection progresses. Yeah? That's what's cool. So you can get a sense of it in a weird way through watching how you are be changed into something different. That's pretty cool in a way because you have the memories, they can't, they can't erase the memories they're dependent on the system. So then the mem memories get to be used in a comparative situation when you see, wow, life looks a lot better the last few years than it used to. So instead of being used to constantly be like a, uh, Narcissus pool, you know, the memories are actually now in, uh, supporting you dr dreaming yourself out of the dreaming. Pretty cool. So that system that was used to sort of solidify the assumption of this place is now turning it more fluid. Yeah, that's what can happen when mind entertains things. Mind entertains it. Everything and anything is used successfully. Everything and anything can be used successfully. You can, everything and anything can be used to dream oneself out of the dream. Yeah. You can say this was this, this was that. That's all, it's all fucking hearsay. Just watch, see how your life is gone. Yeah. You entertain these simple ideas. We haven't had one retreat together. No intensives. Yeah. We don't have, uh, well, we don't have much. And I have to admit, most of the people I know that have come here 
have, have had a sense of traveling lighter. What more do you fucking want? Let's set that up as a yeah basis and then see where you want to go after that. Yeah, but if you don't see, if that isn't present, then all you're going is tinted with that seeking. Yeah? If you're chilled out, find out where you're drawn to. If you're not chilled out, you're going to be drawn to trying to get something. Yeah? And certain, certain, certain endeavors don't work with that modality, and non-duality is one of them. You're not going to get anything out of nothing if you're looking to get something out of it. You're not. It's just going to, it's not going to budge. It's like that tortoise, Dennis Desert tortoise with the coyote. Coyote wants to get some meat, realizes you can't, it gets bored and splits. That's what happens a lot. Non-duality is just a fact, yeah. You let it shine on like all your assumedness, and then let's see how things go. Let's see if the shoe fits. If the shoe fits, you wear it and see where it takes you. And maybe, just maybe, you will be what you've been looking for, yeah? You will see the seeker is the sort. Yeah? That what's looking is what you're looking for. Not after a lot of review and requirements being met, but just the basic what's looking is exactly what you're looking for. So really, the search is over. You are what you're looking for, which would immediately produce the appropriate response is not looking fucking for it. Yes. When you realize you are what's looking, one of the first things that gets changed is you're looking for it. <laughs> because you realize, wait a minute, I'm using what's looking to look for what's looking. And wait, <laughs> something's off there. Let's, uh, <laughs> let's reel that one in. That doesn't... I haven't had a bite for years. Let's get that pull out. That thing, that's dead now. Let's just uh, regroup. And, uh, okay. So, I can't use myself to find myself. Oh. I can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. I can't use mind to seek mind. But you can't use light to seek light. Because that's our descriptions. Buddha, light, and mind. Yeah? Now, if our description was Steve, then Steve could use mind to seek mind. It could use light to seek light. It could use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. A lot of Steve's are. But if you're not Steve and you are the Buddha, light and mind, it doesn't work. Yeah? You can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha. So what ha what's the message then? The message isn't to Steve about the Buddha. It's to the Buddha about Steve. So the Buddha hears, hey, I may not be Steve, and what's going to happen is the Buddha is going to see the insanity of looking for itself as itself. It just is. It doesn't matter how much Steve's going to be here for 80 years. It doesn't change the fact it's Buddhahood all the way. Yeah? So, okay. Yes? You see? Put your, you know, put it, put it on that square, see where it takes you. Do you think Hawaiian Po would have said to Bill, Steve, Mary, Amelia, Paul, hey Paul, you can't use the Buddha to seek the Buddha, you can't use mind to seek mind, you can't use light to seek light. No. Yeah. He was totally appropriate with the audience because he didn't see Steve as Steve. He saw Steve, aka the Buddha. So he was trying to get through Steve, not to Steve, but through it, 
It was Steve is the obscuring agent. That the one that wants to be clear is the obscuring of clarity. So he's trying to throw it through Steve or over Steve or under Steve or around Steve to the Buddha so that the Buddha will hear it as the Buddha, not as Steve, as the Buddha. And it makes fucking complete sense to the Buddha because the Buddha is the Buddha. Yeah? There is an inherently knowing in there that knows it is that I am, let's say. Yeah? It just, it's just there. It's like, maybe it's like what they call it, the, I don't want to go there, but the tickle point, yeah? Everyone has it, yeah? That the I am, I am that I am. Yes? Yeah. I am that Paul, no. <laughs> I am that I am. Yeah? So, if I get any news or change, I'll let you know. <laughs> <laughs> It's been 14 years or something. It just seems to, unless I've been completely forgotten on the outcomes here. Maybe it has a sense of humor. Check for an update. It's never on at night, so I can't get updated automatically. Imagine our amazement when we come in here someday and hear you tell a completely different story. I got the update. I don't know. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> the update's been down. No, there'll be a, there'll be a, there'll be someone at the door getting money. <laughs> I got the update. <laughs> the money, the money before. That's right. The update. Before you get the update, I get updated. If you know what I mean. I'm open to have a new download. <laughs> All it does is just keep compounding the same. I just don't see it any other way. It ended my whole trip. It did. Because the little, very limited logic just got diffused. They couldn't realize that it was the obscuring. So, how can that which is clouding things up clear things up? You know, it's just like a. And I was open for someone to tell me how. And I, when they presented their little ways, it didn't make sense to me. You know, so then I heard this, and this made sense to me. And then, so to let that disarming become the norm, you know, just to be disarmed, not a constant disarming, but disarmed, where you realize my wanting to be clear is the obscuring agent. What? Who would have thunk? Really. Who would have thunk that my own interest is foiling me in most of my endeavors? Yeah, I wouldn't. I was assuming that if if Paul's not looking out for Paul, no one would. Yeah. Well, Paul was looking out for Paul in a very fucking weird way. Until <laughs> I realized that I could give my life over to not everyone in this room, but most people, and they do a better job with it than I did. Really. I, that's, these things I came to, I hardly, I earned it. <laughs> I saw the other failedness. I saw once I had this dream, I used to be with a guru when I was younger. And when I was in the hospital for getting run over by a car twice one night, I uh, was in the hallucinatory state for quite a while. With a seat right when there was, there was the door to the room, they had a light just like that above it, you know, with that 
that plastic thing that dims it a little. And I just look in there and then I go off. And I go into other worlds. And in these worlds, each time I learn things that would follow me in the next time I went. So I learned I could fly, then I learned I could fly through people without hurting them, and whatever. So I, I had this one vignette where my guru had kids, and, his, and he was doing a talk, it all made up in the head, in Florida with followers who had kids. And they had a one little raised eye where he was sitting with his kids and then there's people. So I just showed up in the auditorium and I'm flying around and people are getting a little upset. I'm so don't worry and I go right through them. And I land on the podium on the die with him and I look at him with complete sincerity like, what's the fucking mess? You know, what's the thing? And he looked at me with a little smile and he says, you can't, you can't get it. And then I felt that. I felt the inability of this mechanism to get what I was looking for. You know, like, you know those cranes where you put the 25 and you try to pick? I ha could not get it. Like understanding, intellect, you know, it was, yeah. And then I had this incredible vote where I felt, uh, later on I had another cathartic thing where I realized, I felt like, I can never get back, I can never get back, and I'm crying, and it's very, very, very uh, fucking cathartic and shit. But in hindsight, I realized why I can never get back because I never left. <laughs> For me to have the great journey of Paul as the one, I have to have left. Yeah, that's a big cost. Because then you may never get back, is right. But when you really look at it, you never left. That's why you can't get back. Yeah. So it's not like changing or refining the way you approach things. It's totally changed. It's like a whole, like a reconfiguring. Yeah. It's like that's why I say in AA, just stay on the operating table. Don't get up and don't play doctor, and things are gonna go well. You're gonna be undone. If that is if that is its wish, you're gonna be undone here, and you'll be put to use. Yeah. Oh, that's it, I think. Yes? Yeah. Let's pass the basket. No questions? No. No. <laughs> Question. 